1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Guys, that's not my paper. I know. We all think it is, but no. Do you ever have a friend on the trail with cracky knee cartilage or popping bones and it just drives you crazy on the trail? Well, now you don't have to worry anymore because there's something that will shut that up. It's called Pop and Stop. It's the cream of dreams. Knees and shoulders will crack no more and pop no more. So check it out at popthis.carlsshoulders. Check it out. Hey, B&B, what's going on? This is Derek, and with me today is the only man to attack a crocodile who is sleeping in a hammock. I'll get into that. As we go along in this episode, <laughs> Carl, what's going on, buddy? I'm, I was attacking the crocodile in the hammock. Is That's that the rumor. That's okay. the legend. Okay, I like yeah. that. I like that. Very creative. With me today is Derek Somerville, the only man that thinks the Bill of Rights is just another monthly tax payment to the great state of California. <laughs> okay, well, Bill, getting yes. getting legal yeah. on me. Like it. Yeah, the Bill of Rights. I think is in the cup today, so just kind of took that away as well. We're going to hear about it briefly, I'm sure, at some point. Yeah. And, yeah, side note, if you hear any popping or sounds like gunfire shots in my audio today, uh, you could probably figure out at what point in July this was being recorded. Mm. <laughs> so, would, uh, would Pop and Stop help with that? or? No. Ooh. If you can send me some cream, we'll try that for next year. It is the cream of dreams, Carl. We cream of dreams. That's right. That was good. I like that we'll one. So, yeah, today we have our final interview of the season. Yes. Yeah, this one, you know, like I threw out, you know, we've had this conversation about like, you know, sometimes work for you, sometimes don't. It's kind of hard when somebody's on the East Coast, this and that. You didn't even respond to this one. You're like, you know, I was like, can you make this interview? No response. Every episode we talk about how I can't make some of these interviews. Uh, Apparently I hate people. I hate ladies. I hate old people. I hate everybody. I didn't say any of that. I just said you didn't respond. No, I I probably didn't. No, I I guess I did. It wasn't intentional. Um, Okay. So, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> I can't. Yeah, I wish I could make more. I just can't sometimes. It's a bummer. No, no, no. I, I, at this point, I'm. Let's I'm, talk about it again next episode too. Okay, because that'll be good. At this point, I'm not even asking you to make the interview. I just want you to respond to the text. No, but well, I let you know. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's true. I could have responded to your text. Yeah, yeah. So we're 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 kind of. I'm setting the bar lower and lower. So now just. You know, just off the ground. I got it. Just, just buried off the ground. So we'll see where that. we go from there. But we got. And so I interviewed. This is going to be, yeah, a topic that we have not yet hit. This is going to um, involve, you know, rights and trail access mm. and how that kind of plays a role with the government. Yes. And I don't know what else. What other things? You know, Eminent domain. We'll talk about. Yes, which is you know, a big term. It's going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be uh, detailed today. A lot of lot of information, but good a lot information. of good information. Yeah, yeah. And so, in order to pull all this together, we had to get a big time guest. Had to do it. So we we got a trail legend, Jim Kern, yeah. which we'll talk about here in a little bit. So so he came on our show, and um, yeah, I think this is going to open some eyes for sure. This interview. Yeah, I learned quite a little bit about stuff I didn't even know about. So it was great. He had some good info. Did you learn anything or no? <laughs> Did I learn anything? Yeah, I learned a lot. We're gonna find out. We're going to find out. We're going to find out for sure. All right. Genesis 12, 7. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring, I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. Mm. Mm. So this is kind of what the government said to its next generations about our national scenic trails. Indeed. But as you know, the government is not as powerful or as responsible as the Lord. So here's my question, Derek. No. Do you think our country devotes enough money to public lands, just no. in general? I don't think so. I'm really? going to say no. Okay. Because? Because they don't. That's, that's my <laughs> rationale. Because they don't. I mean, <laughs> okay. let's let's look at the basics. Like, I mean, I don't know. There's there's a lot of things that could be improved. Um, made, you know, just there's a lot of things that could be improved. I think there's yeah. a lot of area that could be made more useful to us, but that's just my opinion. What do you think? That's very general. I I want to know specifics. Like, what can be improved and where? What's more? Well, I useful? don't know, Carl. Let's start with sign trails. Sign trails. Okay. Trail signs. Sign yeah. trails. What am I saying? Trail signs. Trail signs. Okay. Um, I don't know how many times have we been somewhere and we're like, where are we? Where's the junction? What's the trail? What's going on? Let's start small. You know. So know. you want more trail signs? I, I I think it's a good place to start. Something small. Well, I'm trying to clarify because there's there's. When you say trail signs, I could hit a couple different topics. That could be, I want more trail signs. I want more accurate trail signs. Well, accurate would be would be would be nice. Um, okay. You know, readable. What? Yeah. Uh, you know, ac- yeah, just accurate. All right. Fair know. enough. But that, that's, that's somewhere. There's a lot to be done. I don't know. What do you What do you want to change? Do th- maybe they get enough? In your opinion, do we have enough money? Do we uh, a surplus? I'm more of the opinion that. Yeah, we have ample money in a lot of areas. Maybe not all areas, but in a lot of areas, there's ample money. It's just simply not being used correctly, right? There's that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I could see that too. A lot, a lot of waste. Give me somebody in there who can be more. If you can find somebody who can be more efficient and actually do something, that'd be great. Yeah. Maybe you ought to need. Maybe you should run for you know, this position. For which position? Take over and start making. For Secretary of the Interior. Do it. I should run for that. Change lives, Carl. Change okay. lives. Well, you know? get the signs up. We're going to cover some government stuff today, we're like like right now, like how secretaries are an appointed position by the president and they're not an elected position. But you, so you're saying you can't do it? You can still. <laughs> you're a friendly guy, and, and as we as we heard, all I'm hearing is nay, I can't do it, Derek. But yet I heard, you know, later in this episode, we're going to talk about how you got a, a congressman on the phone. So 
who's to say that you aren't a friendly fellow like you get this position in terms of setting the bar low i guess i'm setting the bar low for myself as well i actually reached out i think it was last season to the secretary of the interior just to get him on our show because i wanted to talk to him about how permits are issued in the national parks and to change the system and uh Right. Yeah, I got the thanks but no thanks from whoever answers his emails. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> thanks for nothing. Matt's hikerman at Netscape. Hiker Seaman. Hiker Seaman. Hiker Seaman at Netscape.net. Yeah. Netscape.net? He's got you got a Netscape address. We can't take you seriously. <laughs> no, nobody uses Netscape, sir. That was nineteen eighty. It just shows devotion and loyalty to email addresses. So if anybody's gonna I know, right? It's, I yeah. don't know. So think of it that way. Anyway, we're going way down the wrong. The path. rabbit so hole has been. Let's get to let's get to the interview. We've got uh, we mentioned Jim Kern, a big time guest. So mm-hmm. so we typically just kind of give a short intro before we jump into the interview. But I want to make sure I hit on all of the highlights just to show what kind of a man that he is and right. what what he's done over the course of his lifetime. Mm-hmm. Because he's had a very big impact on the trail community. So he's he's an avid hiker and backpacker and has been since 1961. Yeah. And so he's, what is he, like a little younger than you, Derek? That's hilarious. Hey, hey, right? We can talk math yeah, thanks. At the, after the episode if you want to. Simple edition. He yeah. founded the Florida Trail and co-founded the American Hiking Society. Mm. Big time. In 2013, he founded Hiking Trails for America, and we'll talk more about that later, uh, to support permanent protection and continuity for all national scenic trails. That's amazing, but I just want to say all I've really found is your drink mix on the trail so i got i got some work to do so <laughs> we'll, we'll keep going what have you done so you're saying Nothing. that he so he's founded all these things and that's all you found i've found your drink yeah. mix on the trail right. which i think is uh you know i'm contributing to leave no trace so right. yay right. me so i, I think what, he's what winning in the qualification category without further ado mr jim kern <laughs> Okay, I am here with author Jim Kern. How are you doing today? I'm fine, Carl. Yeah, thank you for joining our show. Really appreciate it. So um, you are a very experienced backpacker, uh, avid outdoorsman, and have had a pretty heavy hand in influencing the kind of the world outside as, as it kind of relates to America. So if you don't mind, can you give us kind of a rundown of your your backpacking experience, outdoor highlights, and yeah, I've had uh, I, I've been a, an active backpacker since 1961. Uh, I founded the Florida Trail Association in 1966. Actually, uh, uh, my outdoor life really began with an epiphany that I had as a sophomore in college. I I decided I wanted to be a wildlife photographer while I was in an engineering school. I set about that great effort to make that work, and I I, I photographed wildlife around the world for 50 years. But in 1961, I was taking a vacation in uh, North Carolina, and I proposed to my younger brother, 10 years younger than I, that we go for a backpacking trip on the Appalachian Trail. And that's how things started, Carl. Yeah, and when you say, like, oh, yeah, we're just going to go for a backpacking trip, just kind of head out, I mean, I'm guessing gear options and and things of that nature back then weren't quite what they are now. So did you just kind of grab, I don't know, like a backpack out of the closet and head out, or, or how did that work? Uh, <laughs> Carl, the hike was a disaster. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and for, and you, you, you got a sense of it right now. Uh, our, 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 there was no preparation, and we didn't know anything about how to do this. So let me tell you what we did. Right. We took wool, bl- bl- wool blankets off the motel beds. 
we rolled up in the blankets, we rolled up some canned food and we had decided we would walk from hike, uh, I should say hike, from Klingman's Dome, that's the highest point in the Smokies, to Fontana, Fontana Dam. And I, I had a little map. I don't think it was more than about seven or eight inches across uh, as our guide. And uh, I told my parents that we would get to the dam uh, before dark the next day. They dropped us off around three or four in the afternoon. And oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. It, it, it was easily the worst backpacking trip of my life. <laughs> so here we are hiking uh, along the Appalachian Trail toward Klingman Dome. And about five or six in the afternoon, we get to a, a shelter. We realized that if we stayed in that shelter, we would never get to Fontana Dam on time. And on the other hand, we we had the, on this little map where the next shelter was, and we weren't going to get to the next shelter in, in time before it got dark, and we had no flashlight. So we had nothing, there was nothing we could do except walk until the very, very last bit of light and then lay down on the ground and cover ourselves with the wool blanket. And that's what we did. It was awful. <laughs> So you you kind of were stuck between shelters and you had to just kind of, I don't know, like make a makeshift, just, just roll yourself into like a little wool blanket taco and, and hope that was sufficient. That's, oh my goodness. So yep. yeah, yeah, that's, that's I mean, that's about right. And, and honestly, we, you know, unless it's dangerous, we encourage people just, you know, get out there, try it. And then you, you learn so much from your first experience. And so you can kind of modify from there, but yeah, kudos to you for, for making that happen. The first time just grabbing whatever you could find to head out there. That is awesome. In spite of this miserable trip, my brother, my young brother came up with a statement that summarized the condition for him. And it's been in the family mantra as a family mantra ever since. At no time, he said, at no time was I happy to be there. That was <laughs> that, that's a family quote. But anyway, what I want to say is the interesting thing is on the way home, I'm thinking to myself, well, is there a place to take a long hike in Florida? And I couldn't think of a place. So when I got home, I looked into it. There was no, there were no trails. And so I just decided to found a hiking trail that would run the length of Florida. And that became the Florida Trail. And there's a thousand miles of hiking trail now. There's 300 miles more to go, but we've, we've created a, a, over a thousand miles of trail, uh, pretty much up the center of the peninsula and out into the panhandle. It's well used. Definitely. And I think well known as well. One of the things that's come up actually in our show before is hiking in Florida. I imagine the Florida Trail, does that go through like, you know, some gator territory there? <laughs> oh, yeah. There are gators everywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we've got a, a guy who was, I don't know, we kind of go back and forth with the hammock thing. And he thinks that by by hammock camping, especially in gator territory, you're just like, you know, he's got this fear of getting essentially attacked by a gator from underneath, so to speak. Is, is that something that's, that happens on the Florida Trail? No, actually, there's really no need to worry about alligators. And I'll tell you why. For an alligator to be a threat to an adult, he's going to have to be very big. Okay. He's going to have to be nine or 10 feet and he doesn't do well out, out of water. I mean, he's very, very heavy. They're very slow. A, a fast walk would, would uh, be all you'd need to get away from a 10 foot alligator. 
Uh, interesting. All right. Well, kind of jumping into one of the main reasons we wanted to have you on the podcast. Uh, you recently released a book called Broken Promise, The Plight of Our National Trails. You already mentioned you have experience um, establishing um, one of the long trails in Florida or the long trail in Florida. And so uh, this, this is a book that's kind of about just national or national scenic trails. And so can you give us a rundown of the book's purpose and the inspiration behind it? So let me take a minute to, to give you a little background about our national scenic trails. In 1968, Congress created the National Trails System Act, and President Lyndon Johnson signed it. The idea behind the act is that we would designate our grandest hiking trails and give them this iconic title, not just the Pacific Crest Trail, but the Pacific National Scenic Trail. So the first trail tapped was the Appalachian Trail. The trail was continuous at that time in about 1937, but it, it wasn't safely continuous. They had verbal permissions from people to go through their property. 700 miles of a 2,100-mile trail were not protected in, in perpetuity. Congress, in the 68 Act, provided eminent domain. For the vocabulary challenged out there, uh, eminent domain seems to be the, the key um, issue. So what? It, how would you define eminent domain for, for all of us that don't use that term day to day? In the Bill of Rights, the fifth of 10 Bill of Rights, a portion of one sentence, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll give it to you now, nor may private property be taken for public use without just compensation. That's it. Every long corridor in America, every highway, every power line, every gas line, every canal must have and has had eminent domain or it's not complete. They were not provided with eminent domain. The Pacific Crest Trail didn't get it, the Continental Divide Trail, the Ice Age Trail, the Florida Trail. Congress withheld that. None of the 10 trails that were added after the AT are secure for posterity and, and or continuous. And Congress needs to do something about this, and that's why I wrote the book. A few trails only have 100 or so miles of, of land that doesn't, you know, that, that needs to be addressed in regard to the eminent domain. And which, you know, compared to the, the length of the trail is obviously a small portion or a fraction of that. But when you talk about, you know, 100 miles of trail going through various, you know, various lands, whether that's ranches or I, I don't, you know, I don't have the information as far as what kind of private property is going through, but that could be quite a few folks that it's, you know, impacting. And so it, it seems as though even with just a hundred miles of trail for just one of the trails, like this, this is a pretty big deal to make that sudden change. Is that correct? It's very correct. And it's a very big deal. You may be thinking from what I've said so far that we've just got a few minor patches here and there. No, if you add up the alignment of all those 10 trails that's not available to us, it comes to 25%. In other words, 25% of our national scenic trails are not available to the hiker. That's amazing. And Florida is a little typical because we, in a 1,400-mile trail, we're missing over 300 miles. It sounds like that's one of the intentions of this book is is not just to bring – 
the attention to this, but also to cover what it takes to um, address that 25%. Now, I've had a Forest Service guy look me right in the eye and tell me, Jim, in time, we'll be able to acquire uh, all the right-of-way for the trail, given enough time. And the response to that is, I'm sorry, but you won't. And here are the, here are the, here's the statistics. We found that if a state in the union, if one of the states wants to extend or widen a U.S. highway. It has to buy property from private interests, and it stumbles into owners that don't want to sell. What percentage do you guess decide to tell the government, no, take your four-lane highway and go someplace else? I don't want you through. That triggers eminent domain. Percentage do you think? Well, I'm going to tell you the answer. It's between 15 and 17 percent. It's amazingly consistent. My message to hikers is your trails will never be complete until you convince Congress to schedule an oversight hearing. Oversight hearing, the public has a chance to tell Congress these trails won't be completed and here's why. Sounds like a pretty big obstacle in the way and even kind of backing up a little farther, these trails are obviously important to you and to many others out there. It is. There's a lot of through hikers. A lot of people that want, you know, whether that they're they're kind of through hiking all together or they're section hiking the areas. But overall, like if you're talking about the backpacking or the hiking community, people that do these long trails make up a pretty small percentage of the overall backpacking community. So what would you say just to the community as a whole? Like why should it why is it so important or why should it be important to the rest of all hikers and backpackers to to make this happen? So let's say you're gonna take a trip to New York. Okay. What are the high spots that your first trip to, to Manhattan, what do you want to be sure you see? Oh, you're talking to the wrong guy on this one. <laughs> I'm not a city dweller. All right. The Statue of Liberty. I'll help you. The Statue of Liberty. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the uh, Metropolitan Museum of Art, the uh, American Museum of Natural History. Maybe you're going to take in a show. Central Park. Uh, Central Park. I'm sure. You got just, it. Yeah. yeah. For the okay. highlights. All right. Yeah. When you go to someplace new, let's say let's say you and I are going to go to Paris. Well, we're going to see the Eiffel Tower. We're going to see the Louvre. We're going to see the Arc of Triumph. Okay. Let me tell you, if a hiker, any kind of a hiker, is going to go to California or Oregon or Washington, he's going to say to himself, I want to set foot on the Pacific Crest Trail. That's We all are this way about everything. Another important reason is that if you're close if you live close to the to the Pacific Crest Trail and you go out on it often let's say there's a big 3-day weekend and you know your favorite spots are going to be mobbed you know the trail you're going to go hike a section of the trail that's not used much yeah i think that first point we made basically i think what you're getting at is if somebody whether they're going to through hike it or not they're going to if they're a hiker or a backpacker it's just simply special for them to be doing a section of the trail knowing that this is a long trail that connects various states various regions whatever is that is that fair to say that's true take mount everest how many how few people are ever going to climb mount everest but you know what base camp is is mobbed with people they can do that much and there's litter all over the place. They're all kinds. <laughs> India and 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 uh, Nepal are full of mountains, but you know what? Everybody goes to base camp and litters. By the way, <laughs> good as yeah, for sure, for sure. Getting back to the, the the point you made before about having an oversight hearing, broken promise is 
it's providing information, but it's a call to action as well. So anybody who listens to this podcast, reads your book, what are you hoping is going to happen as a result of being informed on this topic? Yes. If you go to hikingtrailsforamerica.org, the first thing you'll see is sign the petition. So we want to say that we speak for hikers. At, at, at the very least, they can say, yes, I'm with you. Tell Congress I'm one of you. Now, by the way, uh, I don't think people realize the size of this cohort. The Outdoor Industry Foundation serves uh, the manufacturers and the industry in general. And the Outdoor Foundation supplies accurate information. The manufacturers, uh, they don't want they don't want a lot of puffs, puffed up statistics. They need the real, the real facts. And here's what they say. The Outdoor Industry Foundation says there are 47.9 million Americans who take 14 or more hiking outings a year. How about that? That's an enormous cohort. Mm, okay. That's a good stat right there. I like that one. We need to marshal these people. And I want to tell you my opinion about this, very subjective. I'm going to tell you the truth. Uh, getting hikers to act together in concert is like, as they say, herding cats. I mean, it's not easy because uh, because the hiking community is made up of very surprising demographic. They're stable, they're secure, they're, they're mature, they and they're happy to go out on a trail by themselves. They, they're successful oftentimes. They're professional people oftentimes. It's a, it's a great demographic. And, and there, it's hard to get them to act in concert. So that's a big challenge for, for this project. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. So in light of that, what kind of response do you think it's going to take to get Congress to actually schedule this hearing as, as you're hoping for? Uh, in 1968, there was a congressman, and all it took really to get things started was one from Maryland, Goodloe Byron. Okay. Thank goodness for Goodloe Byron, because okay. he pushed through the 1968 National Trail System Act. We do not have somebody comparable uh, to Goodloe Byron today. Now, Tim Kaine, senator from Virginia, is shown on uh, on his website with a backpack on. I've written... Tim Kaine and didn't get a response. So I sent him a complimentary book. I didn't get a response. With his stature, he, he could do this for America. Congressman Fortenberry from Nebraska. I, I've written to him, but his website says, if you're not from Nebraska, I'm not answering your mail. So how do I get to Fortenberry, you know? So we don't have a good low Byron and we need one. Have you ever tried uh, calling these gentlemen up just on the phone? Well, I'm not going to get them, you know, I'm going to get, listen, I've knocked on their door. Uh, I've walked the halls of Congress. You know, I, I don't have the stature. See, the reason why I asked is a couple of years ago, I was in the middle of teaching a social studies class here in Castle Rock, Colorado. And we were, I don't know, we were covering something with, from the constitution or talking about something. I was like, you know, let's just, let's just call up our local congressman and, and, uh, and see what he has to say about it. And so I just dialed him up and he answered. And so, yeah, had had a quick conversation with him. Well, right there is a clue. <laughs> Maybe what I need to do is uh, call a meeting of 100 hikers, you know, and then they're in the business of votes, you know. And when you call your one vote, Carl, if you get him on the phone, I, I want you to please come and be on my board. <laughs> okay. I think, though, just compare, you know, comparatively, you know, you're calling f from Florida and if you're calling your local representative i think i don't know 
I, I don't know what your pop, pop, population in Florida, I think is big, significantly bigger than the population in Colorado. So I, I think that there's, there's a higher likelihood in the smaller population states to get a hold of the person, but you never know. Yeah. Well, I'm curious to see what response we're going to get just even just from our podcast community in, in light of this, in light of this book. And I think that, you know, you, you definitely, we're just scratching the surface in terms of just the information you're providing and, and kind of the reasons behind this. So for people that want to learn more about this, where, where can we find the book? Broken Promise? Yeah, go to uh, Hiking Trails for America. If you live in Florida, you may prefer to go to Friends of the Florida Trail. It's uh, okay. and .org. And uh, immediately you'll be asked to sign the petition. And, and you now know why that's so important, because I, I want to be able to call the appropriate congressman and request a, uh, an oversight hearing. Then we have a platform. Uh, the hearing is recorded. Uh, the public is invited. We have a platform. And in my book, I explain other issues that we should bring up at such a meeting. Then after you sign the petition, get the book. The reason you need the book is because these facts that I've thrown out to you right now, and that's only a small portion. Uh, the, the book is just a, a book of data, uh, and it's so freaking obvious why we need to do what I've been suggesting. But, you know, you, you didn't realize that perhaps. Many people don't realize that until I get a few chances, to, to a few minutes to speak. And then, you, you know, then you, you get the idea. And so you need to be informed uh, uh, so that you can speak to your friends at your hiking club. Uh, you can write the news, local newspaper. If, if an issue comes up, you know, you can respond intelligently. Right. People are very gun shy of eminent domain, be, uh, in part because it's a very powerful right that the government has. No question about it. They're going to take private property. You know, what we don't realize is that our laws, most of the laws come from England. And in England, the king could take your land and offer you nothing. So for the founders, a key phrase was just compensation. They wanted to be sure, okay, fine, you have to take my, my land uh, for a highway. I want to be justly compensated. Just compensation was, they didn't want a king taking their land and not paying for them. Now today, we want to convince people that right of eminent domain, we don't even need it anymore. That's a crazy idea. We use it all the time for corridors. Every, and not only just corridors, if the government can't find a, a school site, if they can't find a, a, a right. if nobody wants to sell them for a fire station, they, you know, you, you can't put a fire station just anywhere. You, you have to have a, a locus of points to work from. Just compensation is what makes it equitable. And if you aren't happy, you go to court. And I've, I'm in the land business. I've been in and out of eminent domain a lot, and I have no complaints. When I didn't think I was offered a fair price, I went to court and I had my day in court. So I have no complaints about him. Yeah. Well, Jim, we really appreciate you coming on our show and just give us a lot to think about, a lot to react to. Uh, you give us a call to action, which you don't usually get, which is excellent. And yep. so we hope that this provides, you know, some inspiration to folks that are listening out there and uh, we'll see what happens as a result. Again, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Kind of a heavier topic today, Derek. Would you agree? Any anytime any you can learn about your country, the outdoors, how things 
work and all that. I think that's important. It's a lot to digest, though. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. So, thankfully, we have somebody like him who gets it, who's passionate, who's trying to make a difference. I wouldn't even know where to begin, but um, yeah, he has, uh, you know, like his he has a history in real estate yeah. so he he knows his stuff and yeah you know he exactly. at this point he's not looking for you to know where to begin he's just looking for you well, or anybody else out there to to go onto the website to sign the petition that that's a relief that's that's, that's a relief. relief all right well i'll tell you what i've got some things just some extra notes just from conversation i had with him um that was kind of after the interview that it's important to note so I'll, I'll point those things out but before i get to that i want to hear what your just specific thoughts were on any any topic that came up well uh, let's start with the at no point Am I happy to be here? Um, comment. I just I, I thought that was hilarious. Um, yeah, I mean, I I could relate with that comment uh, a few times in my life for sure. <laughs> How so? With Carl uh, on the trail. I don't know. I think in general, um, when you have a trip like that, hopefully you're taking something away that you. I don't know that grew you or that you learned from. I know my death march was there was some of those feelings going on um, at, mm. at moments, but overall, I'm like I would do this again. At, right. at thing. And clearly he, he obviously has a passion for it. So he started doing things again, but, yeah. um, but no, his, his big topic to me was the eminent domain. You know I mean? Here yeah. you have, you know, all these people that or not all these people. Um, you have all these trails and what was he saying? There's 25% of national scenic trails that aren't even available because they're, they're on private land or something like that. Right. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. Available is an interesting word because obviously people are still hi- through hiking. A they're lot just of these going trails regardless. Right. Right. So either the private property owners are allowing yeah. them to pass through or people are doing it anyway. I think that's where the snafu is, really, in my opinion, because if you have all these people who are just going anyway, I'd be curious the numbers on how many people have had an incident on mm. these lands, like what right. happened that was gnarly. Um, right. Because it, Did you use the words snafu and incident so that you felt like you could kind of measure up with the vocabulary of this episode? Oh, you just thought of that. That was really cute. No, I used Snafu because A, it was an amazing game on Intellivision back in the eighties. Okay. And uh it's just it just works in this situation. So Is it fair is it fair to say that most of your research is from the T V? Uh no. Uh, <laughs> it's fair it's fair to say that you're jealous of my vocabulary and you are writing these words down to use them at later times. So have at it. That's totally fine. Um, <laughs> I sense jealousy of my vocabulary skills, and uh, you know I was fifth place, Carl, in the fourth grade spelling bee. So I know there's some jealousy. <laughs> spelling there. doesn't mean you know what the word means, <laughs> <laughs> does it? Prediction: Before the end of this episode, you're going to use a word out of context that doesn't make any sense. So that's just for fun, though. I mean, when you're that good, you can just do it for fun, you know. Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, as I was saying, I don't. What was I saying? You just got you me were old. saying you were yeah. You want to know how many incidents or what the incident rate was? Yeah. What are these? People. Okay. Yeah, I'd be curious to know those stats for number one because I think I think the snafu or the the entanglement issue will be, you know, all these these through hikers and these long hikers are gonna be. Well, I already go through this. You know, right. I already go through this, and I get that he's like, let's legitimize this and make it more legit. Yeah. Um. I, I respect that. I think that's a great idea. I think um, if you can pony up the people to do it, as he was saying, you know, like a lot of you guys were both talking about how what was it? There was uh, he gave some stat like there was 47 48 million people taking like 14 hikes every year or something like that. And he's like, right. we got to marshal these people. And I, I heard the words marshal these people. I'm like, uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. Like that's going to be challenging right. to marshal. Uh, these people, because I think a lot of times we go outdoors and we want to get away from everything. 
we want to like keep yeah. si- uh, not silent, but like we want solitude. We want to be one with nature. So to keep tabs and have people report back or whatever that's going to happen, I, I that that seems hard to do. I mean, if you can get them to do it, that would be amazing. Yeah, I know you guys talked about the uh, you got the congressman on the phone. He couldn't get the congressman on the phone. Oh, that, yeah, in the classroom. Yeah, that was right. the whole thing. So maybe you. Maybe you need to fly out there or, or fly wherever you need to go. And uh, Maybe you need to do this. You know, Maybe you need to sign the petition and, and get on okay. there and make some more calls. I don't know. It seems like you have a gift. Wouldn't you agree, B&B? Carl has the gift. Gift for what? Of gab. and The uh, gift of gab to talk on the phone? And to talk to Congress people, you know? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's how I feel about okay. that. But. I, I, have another th- I have another thought on that. We'll, we'll get back to that one here in a little bit. But to get that ball rolling... That seems like the big task. That seems like an uphill climb. So, that, and that's that's why, and I think I mean that's why he's on the podcast. He wants he's reaching out to different uh, venues. I would hope you know different hiking groups, clubs, and such. Getting yeah. the word out there, yeah. And, and and props to him for writing a book about it and and making it more known. You know, making it more legit. So, I did want to clarify that the, the link which we'll have in our show description is hiking trails in America. I think if you, I think it was originally called for America, but if you type in either one, it comes up in, yeah. your, in your first search. But he, he wanted me to clarify that, so I got that. Oh, and that's where you can sign the petition. So there you go. Hopefully, there's a section in there about, um, you know, bear boxes for you or, or Nalgene bottles or something. Maybe you could add that. I haven't read the book yet, so he did say that there were other issues that he brought up in the book, and that's probably a lot on the list, right? It's that's gonna be tops. Right? Oh yeah, footprints yeah. and Nalgene's on the list. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. So okay, a couple things, a couple things I, that that I wanted to know. First of all, we didn't. I don't think during the interview actually we covered what all the national scenic trails were. So Ooh. he mentioned the Appalachian. We got the PCT, the PCT. CDT. There's also the Ice Age Trail, Arizona. Yep. He mentioned the Florida. Yeah. Uh, the Nat. I don't even. I don't even know a couple of these, like the Natchez Trace, the New England Trail. Like I don't know much about Never those. Heard of that. Yeah. The North Country Trail. Um, yeah. Then there's the Pacific Northwest, the Potomac Heritage Trail. So, those are all the national scenic trails that are being referred to. And he mentioned that the Appalachian Trail had gotten the eminent domain and is the only one that has the, kind of the thoroughfare there. But the Arizona Trail also is completely on federal land. So, mm. there you are. I, so I, it was surprising me that the Colorado Trail was not one of them do you feel slighted by that do you feel um, because i feel like a couple of these that i, that I know about are not as nice as the colorado trail mm. that's what I'm and, you, and you don't want to get specific obviously um arizona trail <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> ouch ouch guarantee you it's nicer I, the only thing i can think of is it does cross over the cdt in parts and so maybe that's why it's like kind of you know right. double dipping a little bit but so that's that was one thought i had Okay. No, I was going to say you just like to stir the pot with the Arizonians. So, this is what I'm you, not saying this is what the you Arizona Trail is not nice. I'm just saying it's not as nice as the Colorado Trail. Wow. That's uh, still harsh. So, I'm sorry, Prove Arizonians. Prove me wrong. That's hikerseaman at netscape.net <laughs> if you have any uh, comments um, about that or the buff as well or yeah. the aqua. Everybody looks for different things in trails, and just by my standards and by most people's standards, I would I would guess most people would, would agree with me on that. So, You know, yeah. beauty, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, Carl. You know, that's all I can say. Uh, let's see. Other notes I had was, I thought you were gonna react to the whole like, you know, he was using the me going to New York as an example, and I was <laughs> struggling with why I would want to go to New York. Oh yeah, we, yeah, we could have talked about that. <laughs> I mean, 
If I said what's the Big Apple, do you know what that is? Or the issue wasn't the issue wasn't do you know it's in New York? The issue is what do you want to go see in New York? I couldn't come up with anything. <laughs> you're like uh, the the Golden Bowl. I mean, I don't. If know. If you're talking about like backcountry, like the Adirondacks, the Catskills, sure. But if you're talking about like New York City, I thought I heard you whisper the Hamptons or something. Is that is that what he said? <laughs> Hampton. Inn? Hampton. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Touche. No, that, I thought that was a funny. That was that was that was funny. He had to like help me along. He's with like, that Carl, you want to go see the Statue of Liberty, <laughs> right? And and I'm like, and when he said that, I had memories stirred up of you know childhood vacations where I got dragged around to various mm. museums and didn't want to be there. Great. And my parents are reading every single caption for oh, hours. Sounds so, wonderful. Yeah, sounds wonderful. Yeah. So I didn't. That was kind of anyway. Uh, another one. He mentioned, he made the comment that he says the hiking community is very stable and filled with mature people. So mm-hmm. that made me think like he hasn't seen any of our videos. No, I was going to say, <laughs> have you seen Rocky with a sword throwing it right. in there or, or us <laughs> sliding down rocks like idiots, you know? Right, right. Or listen to you talk on this podcast, really. That's or listen to you talk about vocabulary challenges. Um, <laughs> I think that's, uh, yeah, and it's very generous of him to say that, but, um, right. you know. Yeah, I think generally speaking, it's true. There's just there's always outliers, right? I mean, there's Boy Scouts on the trails that take over campsites, as we've talked about before. So the takeover, um, you know, I mean, this is a problem we have apparently. So, <laughs> right. I think that's all I got in response to the interview. And so, if you're interested in checking out his book, we got that linked in the show description. We've got petition hiking trails in America linked there as well. You can check that out, see what it's all about. And uh, yeah, if you're passionate, especially if you're a future yep. through hiker current through hiker you just like going on the national scenic trails then this yeah this this could be something important to you sounds good so i've got national scenic trail trivia coming up right after this yes whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt at midwayusa.com we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns advanced scent control technologies and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. MidwayUSA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com All right, we got some trivia. Uh, I'm probably going to bomb this, but let's yeah. go for it. Yeah? You know, Maybe. Knowing you. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Three questions. I got first one. Here we go. Besides the big three, can you name two other national scenic trails? Oh, the big three. Um, The Florida Trail. 
Okay. The uh, the New England one we were just talking about. Okay. Um. Oh gosh, why was I not paying attention? Um. The Arizona, mm. isn't the Arizona one? Yeah. 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 That's correct. Good job. I only asked your name too, but you got three, so there you go. Yeah. Well, I I'll go above and beyond like usual. Yeah. So. yeah you're known for that. You're known for yeah, going above and beyond. Clearly. <laughs> Vocabulary wise, yes. <laughs> so there you go. All right. Well done. Well done. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Uh, number two. What are the first ten amendments of the Constitution called? <laughs> <laughs> Bill of Rights. Is yes. That, uh, yes. Or the oh, okay. Yes, and there's the second part of this question. Can you give an example of two of them? Is that the? Uh, oh gosh, like every no. Okay, I'm gonna say not really because I always think of the Bill of Rights and then I get them confused with all the amendments. You know. <laughs> Let me just isn't isn't there one like? Well, because they are amendments, it's easy to get them confused because. And there, my friend, right there, there it is. There's the vocabulary mess up that I predicted. I was gonna have a really <laughs> dumb joke, but I'm not, I'm gonna save you from that. So, um, right. Well, let's see. Let's okay. see. Uh, Bill of Rights. Let's go. Uh, let's awkwardly keep going and say Bill of Rights. Let's see. <laughs> uh, right to possess arms. Okay. I I, I don't really want to say because I keep leaning towards like the First Amendment, Second Amendment, Third Amendment. I think it's worse for you to have a non-answer than to get, get this wrong. I'm, I want to say like freedom, freedom, of, freedom of speech, uh, right to bear arms, you know, all that stuff. Is it, you don't want to say that, or you do want to say that? Are you trying to trap me? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. You're trapping I yourself, say yes. my friend. You're trapping I'm gonna me say yourself. Yes. Okay. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to do the, the backup with the truck here. You already established that the first ten amendments are the Bill of Rights. Right? I know. You already established that. And then you're saying, well, I know the Bill of Rights, the freedom of speech. I, all, right I know. Arms, what I'm but saying, I don't want to say that because those aren't those aren't amendments. Why do you want to make people look stupid all the time? Here's what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm to walk that, you through No, this. you're trapping and you know it. No, I, well, thank I'm you trying. for holding my hand in grade school as well. Where were you when I got thrown in <laughs> trash cans? Okay, what I'm saying is that uh, for some reason, I, I know the Bill of Rights and the amendments are the same thing, but for some reason I always confuse them okay. as they're two different things. So when you're saying, like, what's the First Amendment? You know, yes, there's, you know, right to bear arms, there you go. right to freedom of Correct. speech, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Yeah. That, see, it's better that you got it correct than to not answer. You guys ever have friends that, like, bring up stuff and they, like, amplify okay. weird insecurities that you didn't even know you had? Like, this is what this is what friends do sometimes, so. I'm, oh, okay, you're admitting some insecurities here. You know, so I'll say the words, like, perpetuate and juxtapose, and you're like, wait, what? I don't know what that means. Slow down. <laughs> I use things like, like next to and, you know keep right. going or something you know so i i get i get what you're okay. saying i just don't i, don't I think i think it's worse i i think i'd rather be the person that doesn't understand what somebody's talking about when they assume that you do than be the person that is speaking above people's heads and just like trying to make people feel dumb by by over talking them no i get that and i was glad that when you asked about on the um you know when you were interviewing about eminent domain and all that yeah. What, you know, it's good that you clarified that for a lot of the people who didn't really get what that was. And I, I was, I need to be reminded too. I was like, what is that again? You know, I didn't. No, but never use that. It's it's one. It's like it's like the knots. It's like you 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 use it or you lose it, right? So if you're in the land industry, like you're gonna know what eminent domain is, right? For or if you sure. talked about it, yeah. or if you learned about it, you wrote an essay about it. I don't know. I've learned. I know what eminent domain is, but I haven't talked about it in like 20 years, right. and so. I had to be reminded. So that's yeah. true. That's I mean, goes. we could talk about gambling yeah. terms, and you'd be lost. But I would be in it because I'm in. Correct. So. And I'd be proud of that. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we got a third one. <laughs> we got a third one. Okay. So so uh, as is tradition now, yes. until you prove otherwise, I've got a, a uh, social skills question on trail etiquette. Oh boy, social okay. skills. Here we go. Social trail skills. Etiquette. Here we go. You're over two on the previous two. <laughs> 
You are traveling downhill. Mm. Somebody is coming uphill. Oh, we've been, we've been over this. We've been over this. No, no, no. no it's a different, different scenario. Okay. They pull over to the side of the trail for you. Mm. I'm so, we talked about before, like, who should pull over. Right. Like, you don't have to make that decision. They, they've already done it. They've pulled over. Okay. okay? Yeah. So now you're coming down. They pulled over. What do you do? And what, if anything, do you say? What do I do? Uh, as I'm coming down the hill, I might say, are you sure you guys don't want to come up? Thank you for stopping. I appreciate it. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. And yeah. then if, they, if they're like, no, no, no. No, no, no. Go ahead. Then I'm going <laughs> to like, well, okay. I thank you. Appreciate it. I'm not going to be right. like, yeah, thanks for stopping as you should. Like, I'm not going to be a, a Carl, <laughs> a Carl about it. Like, the old Derek would have said that. The old that. Derek would have said that. Like, thanks. <laughs> thanks for following the rules. I appreciate it. <laughs> thanks for seeing a celebrity and moving aside. I appreciate it. No. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, oh, my gosh. No. Okay. Yeah, just thank him. Be nice about it. You know? All right. It's like, it's like right. when you're turning uh, in your car somewhere or, or you're at a stop sign. You're like, no, no, no. Yeah, no yeah, you go. No, you go. I got here first, but oh you go. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Don't don't get me started on that. We have <laughs> this stop sign, this stop sign near our house that um like people are. I don't know what they're doing, but I think they're like having a picnic in their car at the stop sign because mm. there's two cars. Neither of them knows when when to go. They just sit there and they just they just stay until somebody honks. They just like hang out. You go. No, you go. Uh, no, you go. Like goodness gracious, just uh, somebody go. Yeah, just honk your horn and anyway. for it. That's what I say. Yeah, I think a lot of times when people are hiking uphill, they pull over. Sometimes they're being nice, but I think a lot of times they're tired because they're hiking uphill, right? So they actually right. want you to go. So sure. you are correct. For and sure. saying thank you and hiking through, good job, my wow. friend. Wow. You have gotten a social sales question correct. That is, wow. Yes. Patronizing, not yes. at all. I love it. Here we go. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Woo. Three for three. Three for three. Here's a funny little tidbit is uh, speaking of – we're not to tidbits yet, but go. <laughs> well, my tidbits early. This is my tidbit <laughs> section, okay? Okay. Uh, pre tidbit. Yeah. We I was at a stop sign and you know, sometimes you're waiting for oncoming traffic to go through. They don't have a stop sign. They can go they just keep right. going and the lady stops and backs up traffic and she won't go and she's waving at us other people mm. on the stop signs to go and I, and I'm yeah. just like I don't, I don't even know what to do right now. I almost got out of my car yeah. and like waved at her and was pointing like, you have no stop sign. Stop. Yeah. So people, oh, and yeah. it was like causing a problem. So what what happened? People have an issue with, with roundabouts and the same thing where they're in the roundabout oh, and they yeah. stop. Yeah. And then they're like, they wave people through. They don't know how to, it's, it's, it's not, that one is more understandable because a lot of people don't know how to use roundabouts because they're kind of newer in a lot of right, areas. Right, right, right. So yeah, I I get I get what you're saying. What you, we actually had somebody in our town, and they were very nice about it. But one person like had the right of way to go, kind of as, as you're describing, and they literally did get out of their car and they went and knocked on the window no of the person's way. car because like the honking wasn't working, and they're like, oh, you need to you need to go. Like they were super nice about it. You 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 were allowed to go ahead, yeah. Yeah, like you're holding up traffic. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they didn't you know flash their brights and honk the horn like you usually do. So that's good. <laughs> that's good to know. Let's get to real tidbits. Here we friend. go. We've got. Yeah. We have a new Patreon supporter, Cindy Ooh. from Washington. Cindy, yes, nice. Cindy from Washington, yes. So Washington, thank you so much for supporting. Yeah, Cindy, uh, I want to ask you a quick question. That's why I interrupted Carl. I was just in Washington maybe a week yeah. ago. Um, this is I don't know, end of end of Juneish, and it was hotter than mm-hmm. it had ever been since 1981. It was 115 degrees. What? what were you going through mentally in that, in that time? Because right. um, it was horrible. And I was like, I hated every second of the weather. Isn't there like a lot of shade there, though? There's, There's a lot of trees. of trees, but they're all, you know, yeah, out in the wilderness, I guess. I don't know. There's no trees in the city? 
You want to go out? Look, it, it, you can go in the trees <laughs> in the city. And there's no, no, actually, okay. Carl. Yes, there's no, there's no trees. You can go in the trees, but it's it's 115 degrees, and on average, I it, know it's hot. It's hot. It only is going to shade you 20 20 degrees cooler on on. That's like best case scenario. Did you eat at the fish market and have them like food poison you and then throw up on the airplane on the way home? I wasn't in that area, um, but okay. that sounds horrible. So yeah, sounds also like happened to me last time. A pers- so, yeah, personal yeah. story. You want to share or no? We, we've talked on the podcast. Thanks for listening. Nobody cares. Cindy, we appreciate it. I think she mentioned it was like the Glacier Peaks Wilderness we got to check out, and uh, I think that's kind of her stomping grounds. And so I, I did actually look it up, and it mm. does look amazing. So that might be on her list. Good for her. Good for her. I did I did go to Astoria and do the Goonies tour, which was amazing. So Oh, really? Um, that was my big that, highlight. That's that cool. That's yeah, it was cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, all right, continue. <laughs> um yeah so if you, yeah if you're interested in joining patreon we've got over 50 older episodes not to mention we've got a lot of new what are we up to like 16 or 17 bonus episodes we got one coming out i think in a week or two for our mm-hmm. july bonus episode yeah we, since we're gonna be kind of going we're this is our second to last episode of the season so we'll be going a little dormant we'll still be you know releasing one a month maybe like three over two months but you can get more episodes there if you like the show we would very much appreciate your support. Not to mention we're, our future trips, Patreon trips that we'll be planning. So there's that. And then I've got a couple just comments from some folks. Yeah, Doug, Doug was responding. I think it was in, in relation to moms and kind of like, you know, overpacking stuff. And so he said that they would, for the scouts, they would actually do like a pack check the night before they would leave. And then they would take stuff out they needed to, add stuff, whatever. But then they would keep the packs and like lock them in the vehicle so the kids or the parents could not add to the pack. Good strategy, bad strategy. What do you think? That's uh, I mean, I see the value in doing that as the leader and for all the kids. Yeah. But I think it's 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 um, I could see that creating some issues. You know. Okay. Like like what? Like uh, you know, maybe little Johnny had an issue and mom's like, "Look, I packed this for you. Like, why don't you use it?" And he's like, "I wasn't in my bag." No, so I don't, do, they, do they give back? Um, they don't keep, yeah, they're not stealing the stuff they take out. Of no, the, no, no, not stealing. But do they do they wait till after the trip to do that? Oh, I they think they give the back to the like, spot. They're like, oh yeah, you don't need four hoodies, so take three home. Actually, take all four home. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. So, Fair so enough. good. So a good idea. I think that could be efficient. I can see the value in that. Yeah. If you do it right, right, yes. Okay, so I would like to tie that into a story that happened here, uh, locally here in Castle Rock, Colorado. I think it was last year where. He's not the only scout master to do that, and so they had a, a scout troop. They they actually stored all of their uh, gear in a trailer the oh, night before a trip. Okay. Yeah. That night, the trailer got stolen. The trailer got stolen. Yes. Wow, that's just bad. Never luck. to be recovered, and all the gear went missing. Did they did they cancel the trip? I imagine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, because nobody, nobody has any gear. It's like thousands of dollars in backpack. I mean, let's rough it. it. If we're going to rough it, yeah. let's rough it. <laughs> so, so I think, yeah, maybe he lives in a safer... I Like, Castle Rock's not known for getting stuff stolen like that, but it happened right. here. So I think it was in Castle It was Maybe it was. Maybe it was just like a local town, but... That's brutal. Anyway, yeah, just yeah. kind of kind of rough there. Uh, Tom commented on an older episode, and this kind of related to something we talked about last episode with the bear spray stuff. So Tom said, for protection... I used to only carry bear spray. Okay. Now I also carry Derek Smell. That's boom. Wow. That's uh boom. I don't know how should I be offended by that? Yes. Yes. I mean Derek smells very pleasant fragrance in my my opinion. So 
We yeah, and this is why it's been a few episodes. This is why you're not getting the reference, but it's okay. No, I, I, I get like, the reference. I like the comments. I, I get the reference. Yeah? I'm just not going to okay. acknowledge the reference because that's okay. petty. Uh, do you do you? Well, we can talk about what petty means. You know what petty means? Let me talk about that. <laughs> putty? Yeah, it's like like that squishy stuff. Putty. <laughs> oh, we we can talk. And that's miraclear dot com. Uh, we can find Kenny. I worry about you, my friend. That's all I got. All right, that is jolly hallelujah. He's gonna stop talking, everybody. I love him, but jeez. Uh, check us out on Instagram at Backpacking and Blisters Podcast. Smash a good old follow button for us. That would be great. And check us out. Uh, we will see you guys next time on the BB. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, we've we've really had some issues doing this podcast just because, you know, Carl, every episode, it's like I have to define words for him. Like, what is what is, you know, what does a hike mean? What does a trail mean? What does putty mean? Apparently. So if you have friends like this, we are doing a phonics lesson. Uh, you can zoom privately and audit. He won't even know. So he won't feel insecure about it. Um, it's just at phonics and Carl's big Check it out. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.